What's up, my podcast listeners? Welcome back to Run About an Hour. This is your host, Trinity Hudgens. We are now on episode eight, and today we'll be talking about the Bible verse of today. And this will be a motivational episode. So now I'm going to start off with the Bible verse of the day. Hebrews 11, 1. So, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In simple terms, this means, this is what it means to trust God. We would be sure about things that we hope for. We would be sure in our minds about things that we cannot even see. Jumping off of Hebrews 11, 1. It just means you should trust God no matter if you can see him or not. A lot of people will trust Satan or Lucifer or the devil, whatever name you want to call him. A lot of people would not just not trust him, but like believe him. They know there's a devil. Everybody know that there is a devil. Everybody know that there's a devil and he's capable of doing bad things, right? But yet you don't see him, right? But he does bad things. So why can't you do the same for God? God is great, you know. He works miracles, wonders, everything. But yet you don't see him. And a lot of people are just like, well, why would I believe in God? A God that's not there. A God I can't see. Well, my question for you is, why would you believe in a so-called devil or Satan that you can't see, but you know that he's capable of doing bad things? Everybody believes in the devil. But when it comes to God, you're like, nah, he's not real because this happened to me. You know, he, you know, let my mom die or my grandma die. If you read the Bible, it's all in his word. Things happen for a reason. People die of natural causes. Even if it's like cancer or something, of course, things are going to happen. But you can't blame God for everything. It could be it can be like, you know, caused by other things. Not just him. When bad things happen, people blame it on Satan. Sometimes they blame it on God. But they blame a lot on God. On a God that they cannot see. When it comes to bad things, a lot of people blame it on God. Some blame it on Satan. Which you both cannot see. But yet, they're still there. And they are very much real. But to, let's let's go into a story. So... This leads to Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 through 30. This is about a king, a king of Babylon by the name Nebuchadnezzar. So, let's, I'm going to make this story short so you can read it on your own. It's a very short story. I'll just make it shorter in simpler terms for you. And I'm going to post all the scriptures I'm going to go over in this episode. I'm going to post all of my descriptions. So, if you want to go back to it, you can. So, King Nebuchadnezzar, he is the king of ancient Babylon. And about, ooh, I don't remember the date, but it's um, ancient Babylon. So, if you look up Nebuchadnezzar, or whoever's the king of Babylon, it will pop it up on Google. Simple. So, you know, he's the king, the ruler of Babylon. Everybody worships him. You know, he is powerful. And, you know, if you go against him, you know, he's going to banish you, right? He's like one of those kings. Very mean. Like if you don't go 
by his rules or you don't do what he wants you to do, you know, he goes against you, right? He was one of those kings, very powerful, very big. So there were these three Jewish men, a part of this empire, right? And they went by the names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, you know, these are regular men, workers, you know, um, citizens of Babylon. And they worked for the king, right? So, one day, this king, Nebuchadnezzar, asked everybody to bow down. Bow down and worship him. But hey, according to God's word, you don't bow down to anybody but God, the Lord himself. The one king of all kings. So, you know, they thought to themselves, why would we bow down to this king that is not our God? So, you know how people go against people. So that's what they did. They sat there, looked at each other. And they sat there and they were the only three standing. Every other man was bowing down to this king. And here you have Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego standing not a kneel not a knee down not both but standing because you don't according to them you know in God's word you don't bow down to another king but the Lord our savior himself and so the king was confused and he's like well maybe they didn't understand me or hear me so he said it again they still continued to stand so According to the king's rules, he told them, if you do not bow down before me or kneel before me and worship me, you will be cast into a furnace of fiery flames. What did they do? They continued to stand there as he told them again, and they didn't listen. So what did he do? He put them in a furnace of fiery flames. Now... This story gets a little interesting, you know, because this is where God comes in. Yay, excited. I know. I love talking about God. <laughs> but sorry, let me get back on topic. So point is, they were cast into a pit, a furnace of fiery flames. You know, it's a furnace. So, you know, it's really hot. Not just, you know, I don't know, mid temperature. I don't know, but it's really hot, really hot furnace. Especially back in ancient times, oh, everything like real metal, like everything's real. It's just, that's really hot. I'm getting hot thinking about it. So he threw them in the midst of the flames. It's three men, right? Shadrach, Misha, and Abednego. So as one of his workers, you know, him and his workers, or, you know, sorry, not workers, assistant, just, you know, threw them in. They're looking on the outside of the furnace, and it's like, we see four people. And he's like, no, I threw three men in, not four. And another, another person said, well, I see four people in the furnace, not three. And it's like, uh-oh, you know, do we throw an extra person in? Well, guys, that fourth person was God. And, you know, he's there with them. Then, you know, people were questioning, like, well, why didn't he just take them out instead of just sitting in there with him he wanted to show the other people that you cannot 
take them from me. When my men have faith in me and trust in me, they shall not perish. So as they are sitting in the flames with God, everybody's questioning what's going on, you know. We threw three in, I see four. They're not dying. Nobody's screaming. Nothing's going on. And they just walked right out. The three walked right out, even though they seen four. Well, because they just walked out. They were, just, they were shocked. But God was with them the whole entire time because they had faith in him and they trusted him. That they weren't going to burn. They weren't going to die. And especially because they did not bow down to another king. They were loyal to their God. Our Father in heaven. They were loyal. They had faith in him and they trusted him. All of this is in Daniel chapter 3. And the moral of the story is just have trust and trust in God. So this also brings me to a testimony. Many, many, many things. Many, many, many things. God will never leave your side. As long as you trust, believe in him, and have faith, he will always be by your side. He never leaves. He always listens. He's always with you. You just have to believe. And some people may think, oh, it's really hard to believe because they haven't seen anything yet. Oh, man, let me tell you a testimony. There's many testimonies I've had in my lifetime, and I'm still here. And I'm still talking about him, and I love talking about him. It's like a hobby. Just love it. So here's one testimony. So, as a matter of fact, last night was even one. In Ohio, I stay in Ohio, I stay in Cincinnati, Ohio. And last night, you know, first of all, let's just get back to, to yesterday. Yesterday was just a beautiful day. I went to the park. I went skating since... I'm tired of this quarantine life and stuck at home. The only thing I can do is like go outside, take a walk, go to the park. Since, you know, there's a lot of room, you can space yourself out six feet apart, you know, keep that social distance. And so me and my mom went out skating at the park and it's a big trail. It's a long trail, you know. So we're just skating the trail, you know, working on calf muscles, getting our exercise in for today. So, you know. Skating up and down, skating the path and everything, right? Beautiful day outside. It was 77 degrees. 77 degrees. Nice, perfect, perfect weather. And so later that night, we were watching a movie and everything. And next thing you know, we, out of nowhere, it's just lightning. Like there's no thunder at all. We don't hear anything. But I step outside because my sister was getting something from an Uber, a Uber Eats person. And we see this big flash in the sky and it was huge. It lit up the whole sky. It was lightning. I'm like, did you see that? Cause we didn't hear no thunder. So we didn't know what it was. It did it again. I was like, Oh wow. It was lightning. Well, maybe it's about to rain. You know, I'll look on a weather chart and you know, it's going to rain later. Okay, cool. You know, basic rain, great sleeping weather. I can't wait to sleep tonight. So we go back in the house. Right. And then next, you know, about 15 minutes later, it starts pouring down. You know, okay, storm, okay. But then you started hearing hail. Not like little tiny pieces, but big size hail. It was heavy. 
and you hear hitting the gutters and the roof of the house and hitting things outside. It was loud, like like rocks falling, like big rocks falling. And there was like, whoa. And like the house started shaking. Like, what's going on? So me and my mom cut off our show and we cut on the news. And as we're about to cut on the news, we get, you know, weather alerts and like amber alerts. We get alert on our phone and it says tornado warning. And usually, you know, ironically, it was a Wednesday. Was it the first Wednesday of the month? I don't remember, but I'm not really sure. Um, Yes, I think it is the first Wednesday of the month. It was. Um, No. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. But of the month and you know usually the first Wednesday of the month they um practice the sirens the tornado sirens the first Wednesday of the month so this happened Wednesday and it was a siren but you know if they practice the siren it'd be early in the day like afternoon this was like uh 10 o'clock at night that we heard these sirens and never ever in my life that I remember I've heard a siren go off that late a tornado siren Unless I've just been in a deep sleep when it happened. I don't know. But Cincinnati's not known for tornadoes. At least the area in Cincinnati I'm at. And the last time we had a tornado in my area was 1969. 1969. That is crazy. Oh my goodness. And so we get this warning on our phone. You about tornado warning. It wasn't a regular warning though. It didn't say just tornado warning, like stay on a lookout type of thing. This warning said tornado warning, take cover now. It said take cover now. I've never seen a warning that said take cover now. So I was like, oh shoot, this is, this is real. But I also wasn't too worried about it. I'm like, this is Cincinnati. It's okay. But we looked at the weather channel and it was right nearby. And they, they're showing this green area on a map. And it's like, it's where all the tornadoes are hitting. So it was multiple tornadoes landing in Cincinnati. And it's like, yo, this is a hilly area. You know, that's not something that we would get. This is new. So everybody, like, a lot of people don't watch the news. So a lot of people just think it's a regular rainstorm with hail. But, like, some, there's also an option on your phone to cut off alerts. Some people have did that. So I have to call my friends, let them know. A lot of people did not know what was going on. So I had to let them know. And I just prayed. I wasn't worried. I had to pull my mom's car inside because it would have got hit by hail. And they said it was quarter-sized hail. And I looked outside. It was horrible. Things are flying around. And I prayed and I sat there and talked to God, calm, because God is bigger than any storm. God is bigger than everything and anything. So why should I be scared of a storm? He is the one that's bigger than it. He can calm it, right? So I'm praying. I'm like, hey, God, please protect our house, all my friends' houses, all my family's houses, everybody knows houses and their families. Please let any damage be done to any property. Please let any hurt, harm, or danger come near us. You know, I'm just praying, right? And I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I'm having faith, you know, after it. I'm like, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's done. And we just went back. 
we just chilled. You know, we have our flashlights nearby in case the power go out, you know. Also prayed that um pray to God to keep our power on because our area, like even like regular storms or just when it's really windy, our power goes out really fast and really quick. And like it'll take like a whole day to fix. It's just my area. I live in a residential area, not near a busy street. So it also takes longer to, you know, get cut back on anyway. So I just prayed for the electricity sound and it did. We woke up to power. We went to sleep with power. It was great. And, you know, the storm passed by. Like, it was really crazy. Like, the wind was blowing and everything. And the prayer, like, I prayed. And I had faith. And I wasn't worried about it. And so me and my family were fine. We went back to watching our show. Kept our flashlights nearby. Lighters, candles, anything, just in case. But when you pray, after you have that faith, you keep having that faith. You keep believing that just during the prayer but also after too and like after it you just don't worry about it anymore because what why it is in in God's hands it is in his hands he is bigger than the storm he can calm the storm he can control it but you have to trust him and have faith in him and I told God I was like God I trust you and I left it like that and we woke up to power no damage done to our street at all it was over like 28,000 people in Cincinnati without power. And we were the one community or at least one street with our power still on, thank God. And it just, after it, like after an hour and a half of it storming really bad, it was so quiet. It was so quiet and calm. I stepped outside, no, like no wind at all. It was just quiet. Like nothing even happened, like ever happened at all. It's like, oh my goodness, it's so peaceful. And it's just like, whoa. And then so my mom texted her coworkers like, hey, and family Kentucky like, hey, is anything going on? Everything's okay. You know what happened? Everybody good? And, you know, a lot of people posted on Facebook and texted back. It was like, um, one of my children's play sets is, um, went through the trampoline. So like little base where you jump on the trampoline. One of their play sets is stuck in the middle of that. Like it tore through the trampoline. There's um, not how like a lot of mobile homes got destroyed and damaged. Like it was really bad. And it's just looking like, yo, our street is really peaceful. Like it was in the surrounding areas and neighborhoods. But our specific like area was not touched at all. And it's like, see, this is what you get when you trust God and you pray and you believe he is right there with you by your side. And he heard, he hears your prayers. He wants you to pray to him. He wants you to talk to him and believe and trust him. Why your prayer won't work if you don't do that. And also when you pray, you don't just pray that one time. It also depends on the situation. You don't always just pray that one time, expect it to go your way every time. Or be that fast. God works on his own time. But he does not forget about you. He has never forgot about me. My family or my friends. I told him my friends this all the time. He will never forget about you. He will always be there. He will always be listening to you. He works on his time. So just keep praying. Believing and having faith. He will always be there by your side. To end off the episode. 
I'm going to tell you a little about Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. In simpler terms, it says, I am not ashamed to tell people the good news. God uses the good news to show his great power, and he uses it to save all the people who believe in Jesus Christ. First, God saves all the Jews who are believers, and also saves all the Gentiles who are believers. I just love talking about God. It is a hobby. I love it so much. Every time I talk about God, the most high, it makes me so happy. And a lot of this will motivate you guys to pray. And I will continue to make more episodes about my testimonies and scriptures to also motivate you and help you understand his word as well. But sharing his word is very important. It opens people's eyes and their spirits, sorry, spirits. (laughs) And it makes them more willing to want to hear and listen And it also changes people's hearts. I've persuaded, not even just persuaded, just I have got through to people just by talking about God's word. And it's just an amazing thing. And it will most definitely make your day and just give you a happy moment in your life. But that's all the time for today. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Bye.